reasons. The book opens doors, even a self-published book. It opens doors because of the way that our brains are wired because yeah, we're exposed to books at birth. You know, we read to our kids when they were a day old, you know, we, we, whether you're reading, you know, Bible to them or stories or whatever you're reading to them and they, they see this book. And our kid, we have thousands of books in the house, children's books, young adult books, business books, personal growth books, fiction books. Like they're all over the, like you go anywhere, any room in our house, there's at least three books just laying there in random places. Our daughter, perfect example. When I got my author copies and they came in the mail front door and I was of course like so excited. And she literally, I took it out to her. I was like, sweetie, I was like, look, she, she went up and she went and stuck her face in it and smelled it. And she's like, ah new book smell she's told <laughs> she sold she sold half a dozen to 10 copies of the book because she's been reading it while she's out and about and she, because she's like my daddy wrote a book my daddy wrote a book all right books should you have a book should you write a book how can it help you what's the process of writing a book even more important, how the hell do you sell books? I've got a fascinating guest today who, I gotta be honest, my first question to him is gonna be like, why'd you do this, right? Um, I, so if everyone knows, I have written many a books and I've self-published many a books. I'm a big believer. I think they're great for many reasons. What I have not done yet is let a publisher touch me and go down that route because it's seemed daunting and I haven't really seen the reason to do it. And I think I'm missing out on something. And then I watch our guest today go out and go through through the trenches and do it. And he's killed it. I mean, just destroying it. I, we're going to get his numbers. He's going to talk about all of it. I've been super impressed. Um, and I asked him to come on this podcast because I was like, not only can I learn a lot, but if you're an entrepreneur, again, I feel like even if you own a laundromat down the, down the street or if you own an e-com store or whatever, kind of want to inspire you today to see if there isn't a book inside of you we should get out. All right, so lots of fun stuff today on the Onyx and Gall Show. Welcome back. And of course, make sure you click subscribe, click like, leave a comment, do all that jazz. Come on, kids. Let's help spread the word about the Onyx and Gall Show. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the podcast someone who I've known for God knows how long now, 10, 12, 15 years. It's been a long time. Um, and every time I hear his name, I think I think of the word affiliate. Like I just know this guy to be in that space. He's owned it, very successful. He's done amazing things, has a great reputation, was doing really well, making tons of great money. And now he goes and writes a book. We're going to find out why. Matt McWilliams, what's up, my friend? Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, man, good to be here, Anik. Yeah, we go back. Uh, can you believe it? It's been 16 years. Uh, th this will be 17. Yeah, 2023 is 17 years. That's insane. Okay, so you seem to be specific. So I don't remember how we met. How do we meet? Under what pretense? You were, you, this is, I mean, again, 17 years ago. Like it's, it's, it's so weird. Like I was single, started. didn't have kids, lived in a different state. You know, it's just like life was so drastically different. My hair wasn't as white as it is now. I had no gray. I still, that's the thing. Like I was so happy when I got gray hair about six years ago. Cause I finally stopped looking like I was 19 years old. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, uh, you were an affiliate for a program that I was running. And I remember like the first month you made, you know, like 42 bucks and the next month it was like 80 bucks, you know, and it was, you, you kind of grew from there. And, uh, then you did the, uh, I remember you did the affiliate classroom. If you remember that back oh, way back in the day and you did like the honorary certifications and, and, uh, and I was one of them, you know, and then next thing you know, we've, you know, for instance, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, I mean, 17 years, like I don't, I've, you're, you're one of like five people I've known that long. <laughs> it's so okay. weird. 
I knew we go way back. I did not know we go affiliate classroom way back. That's that's that you took me down memory lane there. That's amazing. Um, and so when you were you were you managing an affiliate program for someone when yeah. I made my forty dollars, or was that your program? Yeah, you. That was like a year before that. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> it's just it's so crazy to think about that. It is. It is, and 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 all the crazy things you've done since then, including writing this book. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the journey that took up to writing the book. I want to talk to you about how you wrote the book and how you sold the book. But I guess dive right in, guys. Everyone, buy the book first of all. Um, that you could see right behind him, turn your passion into profits. Um, I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a little bit partial to the name. I like it. Cause I actually wrote a book, uh, one of my free books I give away is called passion to profits. So I love the title. I, um, but, uh, how, what are we up to my friend now, by the time people are seeing this, it's the numbers will have gone up because we're filming it beforehand, but like, what are the numbers? Give me the official. Yeah. So we don't know. Uh, we will find out. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, with, with pre-order, when you do a pre-order campaign, um, you don't have access to a lot of stuff. So for instance, we had, we had tons of, of clients, you know, buy a lot of books and, uh, I'm one of those people. I had no interest in doing this. I don't know how to word this because there's a lot of people who do it this way. And I respect them as individuals. I had no interest in doing it the way, the cheating way. Or let me just go buy 3,000 of my own books. Great. You'll hit the bestseller list. You know, I had no interest in doing the whole, uh, well, if you, you know, hey, client, go buy 500 books and, and you know, and just they're going to sit in your garage. Like if I, I told my clients, like, if you want to buy books, if you want to buy them in bulk, I want to know what you're going to do with them. And, you know, we had one guy who's like, I know what I'm going to do with them. I'm going to give them away to everybody who comes to our event because they need this book. And it's perfect for them. And I'm like, that's a cool thing. And you can advertise that. And that's a good use of the book. And then they're going to put it into action. Because I just, I, I, I don't have enough of an ego. I have a little bit of ego. I think we all do. I didn't have enough of an ego. Like, ooh, look at me. I was, you know, Wall Street Journal bestseller. And then a year later, I'm, I don't hear from anybody that they actually put the book into use. So uh, a lot of those numbers, we don't know until next week. But right now we think we're, I'll tell you what we did. Here's what we did. We looked at two years worth of uh, book scan data. And we, the book scan data is basically uh, how many books did that, did that book sell in that week? And then we looked at where they finished on the list and we said, okay, in any given week for the past two years, what was the highest number it took to hit the bestseller list? Like, in other words, if we had launched in the worst possible week in the past two years, what was that number that it would, that it would take to hit? And it was, it was 3,524 hardcover book sales. Now I said hardcover because here's a little secret for everybody that I didn't learn. And I'm not blaming our publisher. I'm not blaming anybody except for me for being a doofus to not knowing this. I did not know it's only hardcover sales that count towards that list. I knew audiobook did not count. I yeah. did not know, I didn't know that ebooks did not count. And when I found that out, I went, oh crap, because we were really close like three weeks ago, four weeks ago to hitting the number. And I'm like, boom, we locked this up, baby. I'm like we hit the bestseller list. We're going to do it, you know? And then they're like, yeah, it's only hardcover. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how many. So that's the thing is, I don't know how many hardcovers we sold. We have a pretty good guesstimate that roughly 72% of the books are hardcover and 28% are ebook. We don't know for sure because those numbers could have shifted. 
Uh, so right now we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,000 hardcover sales. Uh, total with audiobook, we're just under 5,000. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we still got like, we, I've been telling the team like, okay, could we hit the bestseller list with how many we've sold? It's possible. If you look at the numbers, as low as 2,615 has hit the, the list, but we need another 600 books this week. Like we got to do this to hit the list guys. So let's keep working. So yeah, so, that's the kind of breakdown. We think where we're at, give or take probably five to 6%. All right. So it's about 3,000 ish hardcover and it has to be a book published by a publisher. Self-publishing doesn't count. And there is there. I just happen to know this from other. There are some rules about the ratios of those book sales. You got to get them on bookstores and certain amount on Amazon. Is that true, or can you just blaze? So New York Times is is very subjective. New York Times is like a I call it a curated list. Uh, they look at the numbers, and if if I sell fifty thousand books and you sell ten thousand, you're not going to rank higher than me. Even if you were on Good Morning America and CNBC, and you were on the cover of People Magazine, and you had a major publisher and I had a small publisher and, you know, all that stuff. Like, you're not going to beat me with numbers like that. But if I've got 27,000 and you've got 24,000, they can move you higher if you had more major media and you're with, you know, a big publisher and I'm with a small publisher and things like that, you know, um, they can manipulate the numbers a little bit. Not manipulate the numbers, but manipulate the position based on where they want you to rank. Um, and so for us, yeah, I mean, we can walk through the whole the campaign and I can, I can show you how we did it. But yeah, for us, um, we wanted to do it not only above board, um, but we wanted, you know, we wanted, we, we wanted there to be a natural, there's a variety of orders, you know, uh, 79, 80% of the orders have been through Amazon. That's because about 80% of all books are bought through Amazon, you know, but there've been plenty of books bought in small bookstores, you know, where people, we have people go into their bookstore and order the book, you know, they wasn't available in the store clearly a month before it came out. They would go into the you know their tiny little bookstore and say, "Hey, can you have this book delivered to me on January 10th?" Uh, we had a, plenty of sales on Barnes and Noble. We were number two in the business category on Barnes and Noble. We were beating Amy Porterfield, Lewis Howes, even beating Bernie Sanders. Which how the heck does he end up in the business category is a whole different question. But we beat Bernie. I'm like, this is the one thing Hillary Clinton and I have in common is we both. How does the most anti-business person? <laughs> up in the I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, this could do. That could derail this whole podcast. So let's just pass right by it. I'm just saying, he felt the burn. Yeah, he felt the burn because we beat him on Barnes and Noble. So, all right. So um, I'm going to get, we're going to definitely talk about campaign. We're going to talk about how you did it because I'm I'm being honest, like I'm kind of selfishly fascinated. You, 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 I will say, did you personally rekindled? Like I'm watching the passion with which you've been launching this book and it has inspired me. And I'm not just saying that for this podcast, I've really, really been like, it's been fun. I think we were texting back and forth. And at one point you said you did like, what's your record for how many interviews you've done in a day? It was insane. Uh, Six, six in a day. Yeah. 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 I I remember that back from like four or five years ago, maybe six years ago when I would do those big launches. I do like six webinars in a day. I'm telling everyone who's listening right now, there is nothing worse on the planet you can do to your, well, that's not true. Being maybe in the first world planet, there's nothing worse you can do to yourself than, than that. It's painful. But why'd you do this? Yeah. Why'd you, why, why'd you write this book, man? Why, why, why a book? And do you think that this is something that most people in the world should do? Like I just, I felt from an outside person watching it, it was like it, it, it was like Matt's life, Matt's business, Matt's life, Matt's business, Matt's life book. 
And it was like, wait, what happened? What are you doing? What are you going for? What's what's the thing here? For one, I mean, to answer the second question, do I think most people should do it? Well, most people say they want to. You know, the numbers are 87, 88% of the population says they want to write a book. Only 1% do. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell somebody they should or shouldn't. They're saying 88% of the people are saying they want to. Um, so probably, you know, if 88% of the people want to do something, I would say, yeah, you probably should do it. Uh, the 12%, no, you should not do it. If you're in that, if you're in the boat going, there's no way I have literally zero interest. Not, not like I'm sort of interested, you know, that we could debate that. I have no interest whatsoever. Then don't write one. Um, I had always thought about writing one. This book was in me eight years ago. And, and to answer the question, why did I write it? Uh, it really came down to the fact that when I looked at, like, when I look at our business and our clients, uh, we work with, on the high side, total, we'll work with 50 people a year. And we'll walk them through the steps in this book. And I'll coach them and I'll help them. And they get amazing results and they pay a lot of money for it. It's 50 people a year. Over the course of 25 years doing this, what, what's the math on that? 1,250, so 1,250 people I'm going to get to help doing this. Yeah, I can go hire other coaches. Maybe we'll get that number north of uh, two, 3,000. Uh, this book will help already, will help 5,000 people do that, 6,000 people. And that's in a few months, you know, over, and then the book lives on. The book is evergreen. Like I will probably do a revised edition in seven years because something that I mentioned in there is either no longer relevant or shifted a little bit since I wrote the book. But the word Facebook, I'm not entirely sure it appears in the book. Um, I might reference, I might say so-and-so said on Facebook and quote them, but I don't talk about how to use Facebook, how to use TikTok, how to use it. Cause some of those things might not exist in five years, you know? And so I wanted it to be evergreen. So it's going to outlive me. So that was the reasoning behind it is like, okay, I can help 50 people a year. Or I can help five hopefully 5,000 plus in a year. How do I do that? And that's the only way I know how to do it is through, but like, that's what society says. Like I wasn't going to get a Netflix special. (laughs) And even if I did, nobody was going to watch it because who wants to sit down and ball on Netflix, watching something about how to turn your passions into profits, but people buy books to do stuff like that. And that was, that was the reasoning behind it. So was there a business reason to it? Is there, was there a revenue? You got a backend offer? Was there you know, was there, okay. Was there a vanity reason? Did you, is it, you also wanted to hit the list? Cause that's on my, it's on my bucket list. The New York times was on my bucket list and I took it off cause it's just a shit show to try to do it. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. Right. So then I was like, right, I'll, st- I'll set it with the wall street journal, um, for their list. But I mean, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to say like one more thing to my thing. I don't, I don't hold it against anyone that has a vanity metric. I certainly have some yeah. like, yeah. Was there anything else involved other than the, the, the outreach and impacting people? So the, the story on the book was I, I started writing it during the pandemic and um, I just wanted to write it as a business card. I wanted to write it as something I could sell on my website, 20 bucks, give away at conferences to people who needed it, you know, things like that. Right. And, and yeah, the business side would come later, but it was one of those things where I, I wanted it as that. And I had a contract for three weeks from a small publisher that, you know, nobody's ever heard of. Um, entrepreneurs have heard of it, but it's a small publisher. I had it for three weeks. And for some reason, I didn't sign it. Uh, then life got busy. You know, I run an agency, I run a company, and I forgot that I even had the contract. And oops. And then I got an email that day. I had a call with Amber Vilhauer uh, in the afternoon. I got a call, I got an email at like two o'clock. I had a call with Amber at three. And the email was like, hey, Matt, where's the contract? Why haven't you signed it and sent it back to us? It was like, oh, I responded back and said, I'll get it to you tomorrow. 
And then I talked to Amber and I told her, she's like, don't sign that contract. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not, like, I, I have no delusions that this book is going to be like sell thousands of copies and be a bestseller. This is just my business card kind of book, you know, self, almost self-publishing with this small publisher. Right. And like, I don't, I'm not, Amber, I don't have a goal of it. She's like, Matt, I can do it. I'm like, you can do it. You have the firepower, you know, the people you can do this. I'm like, okay, you apparently have more belief in me than I do. So I'll roll with that. What, what, what do you suggest? And she said, let me introduce you to my friend, Kevin. And, and Kevin is a, is an agent out of New York city. And I talked to him and he was like, yeah, we can do something with this. He's like, can I rewrite the, the book, the book proposal? And I said, dude, you can do anything you want. Like, this is a fun thing about your book proposal. Nobody outside of the people, the publishers give a crap about your book proposal. If an agent comes to you and says with a track record says, I'd like to rework your book proposal, do like I did and say, I don't care what you do to it. Put a pink elephant on the freaking cover for all I care. <laughs> you do whatever you want to my book proposal. Just get me the contract. Uh, had a meeting seven days later with my dream publisher. If you look at my bookshelf, about a quarter of the books on my bookshelf are published by this company, Ben Bella. Uh, it's distributed by Penguin Random House, the largest. Oh, I know this company. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good for you. For you. Seven days later after that, I had the contract in hand and we signed it immediately and sent it in. And, and for me, that was the, the big publisher side. This, there's only one reason, um, access. They have access to things that I don't, that most of us don't. Like most of us, you know, Joe Blow entrepreneurs, Newsflash, your book is never going to see the inside of a bookstore without a major publisher. It's not going to happen. Maybe you could get lucky if you're one of those people who can self-publish, sell 100,000 copies and hit the list. Yeah, you can then get a big publisher to publish it and get it in bookstores, you know, but that's how that works. And so that was the, the reasoning behind the big publisher. To answer the question about the business reason, I wish I'd been smart enough to have realized this, but truth is I didn't realize it till about two weeks ago. Um, we now have 5,000 people on my list who've paid money for something. Now it's a low priced item, but our average front of funnel, you know, if you go through a, a regular funnel of ours, uh, the, the average price to the first offer is $17. The average price of the book is 23 between hardcover and Kindle and audiobook. It's like 15, 15 and, you know, 28. So the average price is about the same as a front of funnel offer. We now have 5,000 buyers on our list. Now, I wish I'd been smart enough to think that's what was going to happen. I, I didn't even connect the dots on that till a few weeks ago, but now we have 5,000 buyers. What does that mean long-term? When we do webinars now and have 1,000 people show up, instead of 1,000 people, 890 of whom have never purchased anything from me, or probably 950 who've never purchased anything, now we'll have 1,200 people show up and 400 of them will have actually already spent money with us. What does that mean for the conversion rates of those webinars long-term? What does that mean for the, the things that they're going to buy a year and a half from now? You know, the, the biggest leap, and you know this, Onik, the biggest leap is not from whether or not they spend $25 or $1,000 or $10,000. The biggest leap is from zero to one. It's getting them to spend 99 cents. That's why like when you run like a 99 cent Kindle campaign, we did not do this yet. We will do this in a few months. People are like, oh, you just get a bunch of tire kickers. No, you don't. They spent 99 cents. That is infinitely more than zero, both mathematically and psychologically. You know, and so I wish I had thought of that, but that actually has turned out to probably be the biggest benefit business-wise is that, you know, <laughs> we have 5,000 buyers and, and counting. Amazing. Well, so whenever I teach books and getting books out, uh, I'll say, you know, I've written many books there in the bookshelves around here in the studio 
in as little as a week, week and a half. I, I have an audio dictation slash hire editors, blah, blah, blah. But those are books that are not really meant to hit bookstores. They're, they're really meant to be top of funnel, something we give to people as a value add to get them to our webinar, to get them to watch something else. But a proper, proper, I, so I, I always differentiate books as this. I call it a marketing book or I call it a legacy book. What you've created, I would say it's a legacy book. That's a book that you pour a lot more into. My legacy books have taken me a heck of a lot. I only have two. I have Circle of Profit and Escape. Those are my two legacy books, self-published, never went to a publisher. Um, I'm curious, creating a legacy book in your case, from start to the day you wrote the first word to yesterday, which I believe was the day you said this book officially went live, um, as of the day we're filming this, how long was that period? Started writing it in December of 2020. Um, I finished the manuscript at the end of May, 2021. Um, I, I did this book, I did the first couple of weeks in a bit of a downtime. Uh, we, we shut down as a company every year around the new year, just a couple of weeks off and I started doing it then. And then hit February and I was about what I felt like was probably 25% of the way done with the manuscript at that, you know, I didn't realize that they were going to cut 30 some odd thousand words, which made it better, <laughs> but I'd written, you know, 25, 30,000 words. And, uh, I, we were hitting a busy time in our business. We had a big launch. We were doing a, a close to $10 million launch with a client. Uh, we had three new team members who just started that month. Like things were just, it was crazy, right? Uh, busiest time I've ever had in my life. Kids soccer. Now I had both kids in soccer at that time, you know, and that was kicking off and just everything was so chaotic. And I went to our, um, our ops manager, Robbie Miles, who's also a, a productivity guru, has his own productivity platform. And I was like, dude, I don't know what to do because I can't stop writing. I can't like put this on pause for five months and come back. I'll, I know I'll never pick it back up. I'm talking about it for eight years. I finally got a quarter of the way through. What do I do? And he's like, well, can you write for 20 minutes a day? I was like, yep, I can get up 20 minutes early. I can write for 20 minutes. And I wrote 75% of this book coming downstairs. I, I had a timer set on my phone. I clicked it 17 minutes. I wrote for as long as I could for 17 minutes. And then at the end of those 17 minutes, when the timer went off, if I had to finish up a thought, I finished it up. And then I type. this is the key thing. I type my notes for the next day. So it's like, what I come to the next day was like, tell story about your dad on the practice tee. Um, if time permits, write about how, you know, MLK used leadership to gain followers. Boom. So I always started the day, not only did I know what I was going to write the next day, because I know those two things, I've talked about them enough that I can put them into words, but my subconscious was working on those things, like the little details. And throughout the day, I'd be like, oh, mention this. And I'd just go over to that document and type three words. It took me five seconds. And then I'd have an idea while I was driving, like note to self, chapter seven, talk about this. Boom. That was it. And so I always had something to be working from, but yeah, I mean, the whole process was, I mean, it was the busiest time I've ever had in my life professionally and I still managed to get it done. Um, so then from there, got the publisher and then sure enough, it was another 18 months. Uh, part of that was they wanted to launch at the end of October, 2022. And I told them in October of 2021, when we were setting the date, I said, I don't want to launch then because of the midterm elections. Like, let's just, let's just keep taking this back to politics, right? I said, <laughs> these are going to be the most contentious elections we've probably had in American history. It's a lot of negativity. This book is a positive book, and I don't think we're going to be able to cut through the clutter. I yeah. don't want to launch then. 
and so then we moved it to uh, to when we moved it. Wow. So it does take time um, to go the professional, you know, the publisher route. Um, one of the things that I hear about, and it seems like this wasn't a challenge for you. And uh, and then again, I'm going to come back for everyone who's who's listening. Like you're thinking, well, what do I write about and all that? We'll get we'll get some of Matt's advice on that, um, and we'll talk about the writing process. I was going to talk to you about the writing process, but you kind of covered that anyways. I, I, it's a fascinating process, by the way. I love that. Um, I guess the question I want to ask you is the the publisher. I know you let go of the first one, but from there you found an agent. Like how long did the whole process take for you to get such a big publisher? It's a good reputable publisher. Usually I hear people talk about the slug and the mug of, you know, you got to grind and pitch and pitch and take a year, take two years. And it seems like you kind of flew through that. It took seven days. <laughs> so why, why was that? What was that about? Was it your book? Was it the agent? Was it, I mean, you're a good looking guy. Like what, what's going on here? It's gotta be, gotta be the hair. It's gotta be the hair. All right. I, I think so. No, I think it was a combination of, uh, you know, we've done, we've done book launches before uh, with clients. You know, we ran Lewis Howell's book launch, we ran Brian Tracy's book launch, uh, Jeff going. So we have a track track record of like, we can move books. And while most of those books were, you know, free plus shipping and would move, you know, 20,000. So it's a little bit different than what we tried to do here, uh, where we're having them order directly through, you know, the different companies. The, the philosophy was the same. And one of the things that actually really we lucked out uh, when I when, when we had the first call with Ben Bella and I was explaining how we're going to market the book. You know, it's primarily affiliate driven, you know, 95, 96% of sales were from affiliates. Um, they're primarily affiliate driven and how we do it and how we set up the book funnel, all the stuff we'll talk about, of course, but how we do that. And he was like, Oh my gosh, could you do this with our authors? So we actually got a couple of test runs with other authors of theirs. And while I already knew what we were doing, it still allowed us to have experience directly with them. And in fact, if you look at the funnel for this, like if you take our sales page and each of the funnel pages and then compare them to the two previous launches we did, they're effectively clones of each other. Um, one, one page we did a complete rehaul, but 85% of it was identical, just different colors and images, you know, different quotes and endorsements. That was about it. But the, the premise was there. Um, and so that happened as a result of that. So they knew so this is the big thing. Yeah, yeah. They knew we could market the book. That was it. So in your case, your agent was able to sell to this publisher like, hey, this guy's going to sell books. He's got track record. He's done it before. Um, in my case, I mean, we've sold my first book. Gosh, man. I mean, over the course of some time, we sold probably over 100,000 copies um, through ads and affiliates and launches. And then my second book, I, I know we sold over 30,000 um, via launch and affiliate. So it's nice to see that those would be good numbers you know i actually thought those were small numbers i actually thought publishers will not be interested in that and think they want the 100 200 300,000 you know they want the tony robbins who moves 100,000 units before they're interested i don't know just kind of like that privately what they're looking for uh it's something yeah. i don't think i'm at liberty to share <laughs> i don't know maybe i am maybe i'm not but i can yeah. share with you and it, i'll just put it this way you would be shocked uh, yeah. at what they would, what they would think is mind blowing. Um, huh. you, yeah, you got to keep in mind 80% of books lose money. They're just in it yeah. for the 20% that make money. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's surprising. Like the goals that we had, we blew through all the goals that they had for this launch. Oh, that's amazing. Um, do you, will you be in bookstores? Will I be able to walk? Like, are there going to be, are they going to test you in some bookstores? 
I'm actually curious because I, uh, I have not been over yet to the Barnes and Noble. Um, I, there have been some book sightings and oh. uh, I know like we, there's one, uh, the guy that I know, he lives in Hamilton, Ontario. And he was like, dude, check it out. And there's four, four of the books there. It's a little, it's a little bookstore in Hamilton, wow. Ontario. Like, how does that even happen? I thought they spoke a different language up there. You know, <laughs> uh, just kidding. And, and you know, it's crazy. So I don't know if it's in, you know, big ones, little ones, like, I don't know where it's at, but there have been, I've gotten, you know, like 15 or 20 texts, people who've uh, over the last, you know, 24 hours of people who have had the book sightings, uh, at least in, wow. you know, certain bookstores. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, that's, yeah, again, that that's doesn't always- happen. Uh, that doesn't happen if you don't, um, you know, like if you don't have a major publisher, number one, number two, if you want to get in bookstores, you've got to drive, you know, pre-sales through their stuff. So that's why uh, we actually had when getting into some of the strategy, we had a special bonus for people who uh, ordered through Barnes and Noble. And uh, we don't know yet if it's worked. I haven't heard. I'm waiting to hear. Uh, typically, Barnes and Noble will wait a little bit to before they put it into the stores you know, um, based on online sales, but we had a little special bonus if you ordered through Barnes and Noble. And so when you, then when you did, we actually sent uh, them because we, another thing where, oh my goodness, I wish I could say I was so smart and knew this would help. When you, and we're getting into the tactical, but when you pick your retailer and you go purchase and you come back to redeem your bonuses, which you can walk through that. One of the questions is where did you buy the book? And there's a little drop down. This is Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books A Million, Target, Other right? Because other accounts for like 2% of sales, it's not a big thing. We never thought that, oh, that'll make it really easy to say, hey, go leave a review. Here's the direct link and get a bunch of reviews. We never thought that would mean that we could tag everybody who bought through Barnes and Noble. And so all the people who bought online through Barnes and Noble, or they may have gone into the store, but they gave their order number and they picked Barnes and Noble, they got a special email uh, and again, it's only like 4% of buyers, but they got a special email saying, hey, would you go to this link uh, at Barnes & Noble and order one more book? If so, I'll send you a signed copy of the book in the mail today. If you just go buy one more book. And wow. it drove more Barnes & Noble sales, which increases the likelihood that we're going to get actually in the stores because they're looking at their online sales. They don't know Amazon sales. They don't have access to that. They're not yeah. looking at those numbers. They're looking at their sales. Well, makes perfect sense. Um, so what about like the topic? I mean, it seems like you wrote about what you live. I mean, someone who's listening to this and is like, they're thinking and they would maybe want to write a book. What would you say to them if they're debating the topic to write about? Or I don't know, just kind of the ideation. Do you talk to us about how you wrote the book? I found that fascinating. Let's go. So let's we, we kind of were in the middle. Now let's go to the front of it, which is like, how do you come up with the idea, the outline, the thoughts, the title, the subheadline, the subtitle. And then after we do all that, we'll go talk about like the marketing plan and how you moved, you know, how you moved all these books. Yeah. So the original title was different. Um, and then uh, my publisher, cause I think yours was called the, what was it yours called the passion of profit path? It was just passion of profits. Was it? Okay. Well, I can't yeah. remember. Whatever it was, it was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit too like the original title that we had. And I didn't know that, you know. Um, they found mine? They actually found mine? Yeah. And that's why we did not go with the, because mine was oh. the Passion of Profit path. 
And they were like, no, there's two, there's two similar one by this guy Onik. And I was like, oh yeah, that guy, gosh, you know? Wow. And so I, I kind of feel pub- important right now. Yeah. So it was Matt Holt, who's the, the main publisher at Ben Bella, who renamed it, Turn Your Passions Into Profits. What's up, Matt? Thanks for, uh, thanks for. It was Kevin Anderson, my agent, who's the one who renamed it initially. My and agent. Matt. Kevin, shout out to Kevin. Yeah. So by the way, if you're looking for an agent, like he's your guy, I'll introduce you. And he's, he's amazing. And, uh, you know, best investment I've ever made just to be perfectly honest. And, uh, so yeah, you know, he came up with the title. Uh, I think the subtitle was based on some variations. I think we'd written like four or five different subtitles and kind of tested them and, and saw what worked. And we even, you know, like when we pre promoted the book, you know, a year and a half ago, I started doing the marketing for the book before I even finished the book. Uh, one of the little things is, you know, again, getting in the tactical a little bit was I did a, a, a an accountability challenge every day. I posted on Facebook and said, I said, here's how many words I wrote and here's where I am. Yes, I was doing that for the accountability because it was holding me accountable. But truth be told, it was mostly pre-marketing for the book. <laughs> you know, six months oh. of people seeing that they were excited about the book. And I would split test the 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 uh, subtitles. And then we ended up combining two different subtitles. We found that this one was working really well. This other one was working well. We tried that one and that's the one that that worked. Um, so that was the process for that. Um, as far as the kind of the, the outline of the book, the outline of the book came from the process that we taught people for years. And I taught it to them in two hours that's a really short book. So I had to expand upon that, but it, you know, it basically, and I added a bunch of new stuff. There were just things that I wanted to talk about that I couldn't because I only had two hours to teach it. So effectively, and this is a great strategy for people. you got a really good webinar, turn it into a book. You got uh, a really good podcast series. You know, let's say you did six episodes an hour long. Uh, that's an odd, that's a six hour audio book, dude. You know, like you could expand upon that and turn it into eight. And, um, you know, you've got some other content that you've written or whatever. You can combine those things. And so there are elements in there that I've been teaching for 10 years. Wow. And then we just codified them into a book. And so that's why I said, like, when I would make that note to tell a story about dad, I've told that story 500 times before I wrote it in a book. Yeah. I taught it on that, on that presentation. I taught it for hours. I taught, I told that story from stage two dozen times. I told that story on 45 podcast episodes, you know, or, or podcast guest appearances. I'd probably told it 10 times on my own podcast, you know? And so I, for me to write that story was ridiculously easy, but the concepts in the book were refined over eight to 10 years. So all the little details, like the story about my dad, I'll just tell you what it is because I've hinted at it so many times because this is this is powerful, I think, from learning how to put together something like this because I've heard from so many people that read the book, this is the most powerful part of the book. And my dad passed away in 2005, never owned a computer, never owned a laptop. Now I know I've never got on the internet, you know, never, he laughed at me when I got a cell phone in 2000. Like, what the heck? You're not that important, son. Why do you need a cell phone? I'm like, I don't want to talk to my friends when I'm driving. <laughs> You're not that important. <laughs> Sorry, just... I talk, I'm talking about lead magnets in, in step four, how to create a lead magnet and how we want it to be a quick win and all this, you know, the, the principles of creating a powerful lead magnet. Stop trying to make them so complex and, and detailed and make them simple. And 
I told the story of my dad. I said, my dad, who never got on the internet, had the best lead magnet of anybody I've ever seen. Because my dad was a golf professional. He's a golf instructor. And he would walk up and down the practice tee at the golf course. And he would look for somebody who was in pain, not physical pain, but like this is somebody who swung the golf club, hit the ball and went, hit their club in the ground. I suck. I hate this stupid game. And then he'd say, hey, can I help you out? Sure. And he'd give him one tip. He didn't try to fix their whole golf swing, introduce the philosophy of his golf instruction package, you know, his 10 hour instruction package in five minutes. No, he gave them one little tip. He tweaked one little thing and they hit a couple of great shots and they turned to him and go, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Those are the best shots I've hit in months. How do I sign up for more lessons? And he'd sell them a thousand dollar golf instruction package. That's what a lead magnet is. And I wrote that story in the book. And when I wrote in detail, those little things in the book, like that detail about him never owning a computer never getting on the internet. I told that story 40 times before I ever added that little detail. That adds something to it because there's a curiosity. How does a man who never got on the internet have the best lead magnet, Matt? There's little things that I added to that story because every time I told it, I tweaked it and I, I added or I remembered something. And those are the types of things that I had in my brain. Now I just got them down on paper. And so I made those notes every day, like, okay, next section, you're going to write about this. Here's your core, you know, here's the outline for this section um, of the book. And then, you know, did some research into it. I, I did some, I did some Facebook posts where I said, uh, Hey, I need some great examples of people who produce content in various ways. Can I interview you? And I included a lot of those, you know, in the book as well. But for the most part, it was all the stuff I'd been teaching for years. Amazing. All right. So you had that that was your outline the writing process i loved the idea of like the six month accountability I, I can see myself doing that i like that something like that would get me would get me fired up to do it as a matter of fact there's probably a I'm, i want to work on a book right now that would be a mini book for one of my funnels and this is the first time i'm doing a book that's kind of in between a marketing book and a legacy book it's like kind of creating its own little genre not for a publisher yet um and I'm dragging my feet on it. It's been me talking about it for three weeks now, three, four weeks. And I'm just like, as soon as you said that, I was like, huh? Yeah. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love how you every day, instead of hours and having to disrupt your life and take all that time away from family, you would take the 20 minutes and, you know, sit down and, and have a very methodical way to write that. So that was a great way for anyone who's watching or anyone's listening to think about that. Um, some other tips I'll just give people is like, I'm very good at audio personally. I'm more comfortable. So sometimes I'll audio it, transcribe it. And that way I don't start with a blank page and maneuver that. And then I let the editors do their trick. There's a lot of ways to get the book out. Um, so let's say the book's out now walk me through. So the book's done, it's ready. You got to launch this thing. How long have you been marketing it officially? It's been at least a month or two. I feel like from the time I first heard about it. Officially. So I'll walk you through the whole process. Again, that accountability yeah, stuff, that's uh, that's the first part. You know, that's kind of the shot across the bow, right? Like, hey, I've got a book coming out. I'm writing a book. You get a couple hundred people interested. You know, these are these are friends, right? Hey, when you launch, let me know. I'll help you promote it. Great. There's our first 75 affiliates. You know, uh, that was the first 50 podcast guests that I, you know, appearances that I'd already booked, essentially. Let me know when you launch it. Boom. I had, you know, 50 to 100 of those lined up 18 months in advance. So that was step one, you know, the, that kind of the shot across the shot across the bow. Uh, the next phase was uh, late last year, early. Now it was about a year in advance. We did a cover 
you know, we, we started uh, testing out covers and it started with like, here's seven designs. The publisher did vote on your favorite. And I sent that, you know, not only to Facebook friends and on social media, but to our, even to our lists and our tech subscribers, like, Hey, go pick your favorite one. And then we did a little bit more narrowing down and combining of elements. And, you know, like we, we pretty quickly discovered, we knew that this color scheme, cause this color scheme matches my company's color scheme, that that was by far the winner. Uh, then we had like four different designs and we kept doing iterations of that. We kept having people vote on it for like three months. So now they're a part of the process and they're cheering along. Like I, people wrote novels explaining why they voted for the cover they voted for. And I'm like, well, you know, they're going to buy 10 books. <laughs> you know, like they're in for it. These people were in and we would get people again, same thing, get another 25 to 50 people who are like, when you launch it, let me know. I, I'll I love to have you on my podcast. Love to, you know, love to promote it. Love, I'll buy, you know, I'll buy copies. Uh, we had one guy who was like, just tell me when it launches. I'm in for a hundred. You know, uh, we had clients reaching out to us. Like I literally had clients saying, Hey, if we, uh, if we buy like 500 books, do we get a discount on our, you know, on our, on our monthly, you know, uh, payment. I'm like, sure, we'll figure something out, you know? So those are the types of things that were happening a year in advance. Wow. And then, uh, as we lined up more affiliates, the next thing we did was we, we continued to hit up our list, uh, to be on the book launch team, to be on the book launch team. Uh, you bought the book, you agreed to buy the book. That was number one. You pre-order the book. Number two, you agreed to leave a rating and review. And number three, you agreed to promote it at whatever level, you know, with, with this group, it was like whatever level you feel comfortable. You know, you might have a list of 17 people, so whatever. But the point was buy the book, leave a review, and then promote it as much as you can. And they effectively became affiliates for that, which I'll explain a little bit on that, how that works. And then the next step was reached out to all my personal contacts. You know, it's how we're doing this today, right? As I said, hey, Onik, book launching. Have me on your show, basically. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so reaching out to all those people. Then the big one that accounted for over half the people who promoted this book was we we did what we call the Amazon Rabbit Trail. So uh, this is how we recruit affiliates 101 with a twist. When we normally recruit affiliates for a client or for our own stuff, we'll go look at affiliates who promoted a similar product, reach out to those people and say, "Hey, you promoted such and such. We've got such and such. It's the same." in this way, but different in this way, would you be interested in sharing with your audience? Boom, right? With the Amazon rabbit trail, what we did is we went to Amazon, we picked one book that I knew was similar to ours and uh, that had come out in the past two years. We wanted to be inside the past two years and we found every affiliate up to like 25 affiliates who promoted that one book. Now, here's the cool thing about Amazon. We all know this, but do we take advantage of it? Amazon tells you what other books to go look up their affiliates because it says people who purchase this also purchase this, these. So it gives you like five more books. We then found every affiliate who purchased those five books. And we had those on the list. Then we clicked on those five books and it gave you five more books. Already I'm at 26 books, the original book, the next five, and then five each from those. Now, eventually you start hitting the point of diminishing returns where, you know, you get a lot of for lack of a better word, like incestuous cross, you know, cross connecting, right? Where it's like, these five are the same as the five for the other one. But we had hundreds of books on the list. And we went and reached out to the top 20 to 25 affiliates that had promoted every one of those books. We had thousands and thousands of potential affiliates. And we reached out and we basically said, how do you find that? No, how do you find them? What, how do you know the top 25 affiliates for a book? For a book? Yeah. Now I don't know top 25 in terms of number of sales, but top 25 in terms of 
Uh, there's, there's two factors that we looked at. Number one, where do they rank on Google? If they promote, like if they did an interview, where did it rank in the interviews on Google? Uh, okay. And then number two, we were able to look at things like if they did an interview, um, how many, like where does their podcast rank? Uh, there's a website called Listen Notes. Uh, just type Google Listen Notes. And for about, the thing I love about Listen Notes, because we don't use it every day, is they have a two-day membership. So it's like 24 bucks. Okay. And, you know, when you're managing a budget, it helps to not blow like $500 in a month on something you're only going to use three or four days for 24 bucks for two days. It'll show you like the contact information for the podcast, uh, but it also shows you their rank. So we wanted to only work with top half percent podcasts. Hmm. And that was, that was what we cared about. So if they're in the top, if they're in the top half percent and they've released more than 50 episodes. And they've released an episode in the past seven days. So they're not just somebody who's released a lot of episodes, but they haven't recorded an episode in six months. You don't want to reach out to them. Um, and they do interviews. You know, those are the thing, like these are ideal podcasts. And then we also looked at like who was promoting them on social media, you know, and things like that. And then you can kind of tell like, okay, this person has 18 followers. Mm, no, this person has 94,000 followers. Okay. They probably have some traction, you know? Mm. So we find like top 20, 25 might've gone as deep as 30, might've stopped at 15, just kind of depended upon when they hit kind of diminishing returns. And we had thousands upon thousands of affiliates and we reached out with the basic message saying, hey, um, we saw that you promoted Joe Schmo's book, such and such and such and such, right? Um, Matt McWilliams has a book coming out called Turn Your Passions Into Profits. Um, can we send you a copy? And would you be interested in promoting it? And we got about 400 people that way to promote it. And some of them ended up being some of our biggest affiliates. And what's in it for them? Just the Amazon commissions? Like what, how, are you paying them something else? Like, like, yeah, no, they don't even get the Amazon commission. <laughs> so what we did, uh, so we set up, so like for you, for example, passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Onyx. All right. Uh, so you can buy the book on Amazon, you buy it, Barnes and Noble, you can go to even some stores and get it, uh, Target, whatever. But the best place to buy it is through that link for everybody watching or listening passions into profitsbook.com forward slash onic when you go there you will see that there are some extra bonuses that people can get by being on that page so they'll pick their retailer they'll buy the book they'll come back it'll ask for your where you purchased the book so you got to enter your email address of course uh, where you purchased the book and what's your order number you enter that information you click submit and now you get all those bonuses. Those are free. Now, newsflash, Onyx makes money from affiliates. I don't know if anybody knew that, but I'm just breaking that to your, all your viewers, Onyx. I'm sure they're all shocked. None of them had any idea that you ever made any money as an affiliate. Yeah. Then it, we offer you stuff that fits the book offer. We've got the one-year email plan that basically says, hey, you need some help deciding what the heck to email for your first year. Here's the, you know, Here's the list. Like we'll, we'll walk you through. We give you a whole plan and we've got some other offers. Most of those two of the three offers are essentially the content that my publisher made me take out of the book because okay. I wrote 117,000 word manuscript and they wanted it at 75 and we compromised it like 82. So it's still about a 300 page book, but we had to take out about 150, 175 pages. And then we turned that content into some courses that we can now offer in the back end the affiliate makes the commission on that back end. And so we've got affiliates making, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars promoting, you know, a 15 to $28 book. Wow. 
That's that. That's the first time I've ever heard of being done that way. That's smart. I like that. So that, you know, one of the things I was going to ask you is how did you recruit your affiliates? And you covered that. So it was such a sneaky and I liked it. You know, the other thing I really like about this whole thing is, um, Matt, it's not like you're, you're not Kim Kardashian. You're not Tony Robbins, right? I mean, it's not like you're coming in at this with a massive celebrity status, a huge influencer database, you know, of people that are ready. You, you, you muscled this in ways similar to what many people can do. Get your book up, get it out. And, um, you can, you can hustle the podcast interviews and hustle the affiliates. Just make sure it's a good book. And, They'll promote you if it's an offer that's worth it. And then, of course, make sure you have some offer on the back end so that once they buy, once they buy the book and give you their information, there's something for them to buy again that and that you can pay the commission to the affiliate on. Um, yeah. and that, so that's that's I mean, to your point there, like I don't have I wasn't a, I'm the guy behind the scenes. You know, we run we run a big agency. We, we run a lot of big affiliate programs, you know, entrepreneurs, companies you guys have heard of. A lot that you haven't because they're in weird niches, you know, uh, we're in pretty much every conceivable niche that there is, you know, parenting, pets, fitness, you know, all those things, a lot of online marketing clients that you've heard of, but we're the behind the scenes people. So it's not like I have, I don't even know. I've got like 2000 people that follow me on Facebook, something like that. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, but probably not uh, pretty sm- you know, email list under 20,000. Uh, this just hasn't been a priority for us. You know, yeah, I've got the podcast because I want to get the information out there. But like most of the people following me are not even ironically like super ideal for the book because they're a little bit more advanced than maybe where the book is or, you know, they're they're not sure yet. And so, yeah, I mean, internally, I think we only sold just through my list and through like all of our stuff. I think we sold like 500 books. The other wow. 4,500 were through affiliates. Um, and, and that's, uh, and again, that's, like I said, from that alone, we added four, we added 4,500 buyers from external sources, people that otherwise would have no idea who I am and no connection to me. And their first connection to me, this is the other cool thing. Their first connection to me is a book, you know, nearly 300 page book. Like they're going to finish the book and they're going, oh my gosh. I mean, long-term. I don't even know what the value of that is. It's, it's gotta be insane. And we, you know, we offer lifetime commissions to our affiliates. So that was another thing that we like, we advertise to the affiliates is like, if they come back and buy something two years from now, I'll cool. I'll send you a thousand bucks. You know, if they, if they buy a $2,000 product two years from now, you're going to get a thousand bucks. And from a, from an affiliate perspective, I mean, this is what we do for a living, right? This is what my agency does. Like, I love the fact that for years, I'm going to be paying people on this January, 2023 launch, because when I send so-and-so $2,000 in April of 2024, and here's, you know, hey, here's $2,000. P.S. Our next big launch is in June. They're infinitely more likely to sign up yeah. when I'm sending them money than when I'm not. And this thing's going to pay off for literally years for our affiliates. It's true. Um, with your affiliates, did you find that most of the sales that the affiliates brought came from you being on their podcast or them doing email campaigns? Like what was the, was the massive po- podcast onslaught worth it? Yes. Um, so there were two, so there were basically three types of affiliates. If you break it down, there was, uh, interview only interview plus, you know, heavy promotion, email, social media, and then, um, you know, just like no interview, just, you know, the promotion, uh, what worked best was the combo 
you know, that intimate connection. I'm in their earbuds. I'm talking to them. I'm sharing about like, that's the thing about the email is they're going, Hey, go buy Matt's book. And they're like, I don't know if I want to, (laughs) I don't really know anything about it. Oh yeah. Here's the five bullet points. Like, and and it, you know, it's a $28 purchase. So it's enough of an impulse buy that some people are just like, click buy done. Cool. But with the podcast, what we noticed was, again, just that level of like, if you look at the people, and we tracked all this, the people who were replying to the text that we sent to the book buyers, can't wait. The people who sent us uh, pictures of them holding the book, you know, yesterday going, I got it, I got it. The people who emailed us saying, thank you so much. I'm so excited to dive in. I can't wait. The people who then went on Facebook and 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 posted on the when when the affiliates were sharing on Facebook saying last day to get Matt's book and people are responding on there going, I already got it a week ago. I can't wait till it comes tomorrow. Those are the people that I did podcast interviews with. So even if maybe the numbers weren't affected, which I think objectively the numbers were, I'd say 70% of our sales came from podcast plus we call them the podcast plus promoters. So they did podcast plus social plus email 70, 75% of sales came from that. Even if that wasn't the case, they also had the most excited buyers, which means what are they going to, what are they doing today? They're already on page 80. You know, yeah. they're going to be the ones that finish it. They're going to be the, the ones that love it. They're going to be the ones that leave a rating and review, which helps us get other buyers long-term. They're going to be the ones who tell three people about it. They're going to be the ones who go buy an extra couple of copies. They're going to be the ones who buy products six months from now, nine months from now. Um, so about 70, 75% came from that group. About 10% came from podcast only. Um, so if all I did was a podcast, uh, that was a very small percentage of total affiliates and also naturally a small percentage of sales. And then kind of the last 15% or so was, you know, email promotion, social promotion only. Got it. Man, amazing. You've been so forthcoming with all the information on how to do this. I'm, I really do think that um, there is there is something to be said about getting the publisher-based book. I've, I've always been kind of the guy that says, eh, screw publishers, do it yourself. But like you said, if the numbers are there and if you can get in front of them and if you know how to market, then get that credibility behind you and get into the bookstores because that is one of those check marks that you can put off. Um, Matt, where can people go to grab a book and to follow you and you know work more with you? Please give the URL again. Uh, grab the book, passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Onik. Uh, that, that's Onik special link. You guys get all the, the bonuses and stuff there. Um, and if you buy anything on the back end, you know, Onyx going to get a new car. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I don't think you're going to make that much, but you know, and uh, so that's the best place to get the book guys. Um, and then at the bottom there, if you want to connect, otherwise I've got links to social and all that stuff and the regular website, but yeah, grab a copy of the book and uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, that, I think uh, this alone might be that, that final catalyst to like getting to that level. Cause we're, we're really close to, to that wall street journal list. And uh, yeah, just real quick, I do want to touch, like, as you said, Onik, like, again, the publisher side, it opens those doors that you can't open. Um, I've been blown away. Like we've done. So let me pull it up. This is podcast number 168. Podcast number 168. When we reach out, if I, if you, if I had reached out and said, Hey, um, I've got a lot of great things to share. I can walk your audience through how to turn their passions into profits. Would you have me on your podcast? We'd have gotten 50. Yeah. When you say I've got a book coming out, it's, it's just the way that the human brain is wired after 
you know, when was the printing press invented? Like 1500 by Gutenberg or whatever. Ever since that day, there's something magical about books. There's yeah, just right. something special about them. And, and well, like, even in my family, when I go into family Christmas and they're like, oh my gosh, it's the author. They were, no, nobody's ever been like, Ooh, here's the guy who sold a thousand, two thousand $2,000 courses. Nobody ever said that. It's so, that's how our brains are wired. I have two stories to connect to what you just said that I think have to be shared because you're 100% right. Number one, I have a nine month at home and we put the emphasis on books to kids since the day they're born. We literally brand the importance of books into, you know, we, we read to her every night. She knows the importance of a book. And, but the second thing is a story to what you just said, which is like you, when you see people at, at you know, at, at the Thanksgiving dinner, they're like, Hey Matt, that's the author. So we had a housewarming party. Um, I bought this house. I was really proud of it. You know, it was a really beautiful house. Did it all up. It's snazzy. It's got all the automation. It's got all the fancy tools, fancy bells and whistles. And I'm going to have my family over cousins, aunts, uncles. I'm like, yeah, this is it. They're going to see my house. Like I did it. I made it. This is my moment. And they came and yeah, they like the house. They're walking around and they're like, hey, nice house, whatever. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, come on, guys. This is like my. So I made it right. Yeah, come on. Like, you know. And one of my cousins, she walks into my office. Now, one of the things that our interior decorator had done, which was beautiful, was she took my books. And this one is, they're all self-published, right? So self-published. But she took the covers and she framed them. It's a really cool frame. And they're sitting on top of my desk on the, on the up, up high. And my cousin, she looks at it. And I see her looking and she looks over and she calls me into the room. She's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's my book cover. She's like, what do you mean your book cover? I'm like cover to the book she's like why's your name on it i'm like um because i wrote it she's like you wrote a book and i'm like yeah she's like hold on you're an author like you wrote a book like it's a registered book i'm like yeah i wrote a book i've sold like tens of thousands of copies of it she went bonkers she's calling her her kids she's calling her husband she's calling other people in the house she's like oh my god come in here i wrote a book and i'm like like you're dearest, you're standing in my multi-million dollar house that I invited you to that I'm like so proud of that's got automated television sets and automated this and automated that. And she's blowing a lid over a book that I wrote. And it's like the mental, it's just something in our heads, man. Like, you know, um, it's crazy. And you're right. The authoritative benefit of it is, is huge. And I do believe that 86% or whatever that you spoke about that said that they should write a book, like write it. It's not easy, but it's not that hard also. And it's a, it's a cool thing to have. Uh, my uncle's writing a book right now that he never intends to publish or anything. He's writing it for us. He's writing it for family. He wants to, he wants to print out like 50 copies of it and hand it out to the family. He's 70 some years old, super successful, has had a great life. And um, he just wants to tell his story so that we could pick from it. I'm like, that's brilliant. You know, I love, you know, that. I love that. I have a friend of mine who does that. He formats those books that they're like the legacy books that they're not intended to be sold. Oh. Um, and he, 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 he yeah, I, I'm happy to, cause he, he puts those together for people. And, and yeah, I mean, as, as we finish up, like we probably should have led with that, like the, why you should write a book. And that's one of the reasons it, it, the book opens doors, even a self-published book, it yeah. opens doors because of the way that our brains are wired because yeah, we're exposed to books at birth, you know, we read to our kids when they were a day old, yeah. you know, we, we, whether you're reading, you know, Bible to them or stories or whatever, you're reading to them and they, they see this book 
and our kid, we have thousands of books in the house, children's yeah. books, young adult books, business books, personal growth books, fiction books. Like they're all over. The, like you go anywhere, any room in our house, there's at least three books just laying there in random places. Yeah. And so we're a book family. And, and a lot of people are like that. And we have that in our DNA. And yeah. I mean, is we, you know, by our daughter, perfect example, when I got my author copies and they came in the mail front door and I was of course like so excited. And she literally, I took it out to her. I was like, sweetie, I was like, look, she, she went up and she went and stuck her face in it and smelled it. And she's like, ah, new book smell. She's told, <laughs> she sold, she sold half a dozen to 10 copies of the book because she's been reading it while she's out and about. And she, because she's like, my daddy wrote a book. My daddy wrote a book. Oh, she never God. says my daddy worked with Tony Robbins. My daddy worked with Zig Ziglar. <laughs> my daddy worked with Michael Hyatt. My daddy ran this or did this or ran a $10 million launch or did any of this. She never said any of that. If you, as far as anybody knows, outside of a couple of people, her dad's a drug dealer. <laughs> you know, they, nobody knows. But now that her dad's an author, her dad's an author. Yeah. And, and nobody goes, what is that? When, when I, when I work with Tony Robbins and we run affiliate launches, like you have to, I have, it's a 45 second explanation about what I do. So I just lie and say, I deal drugs, you know, it's too complicated. <laughs> now I just go, I'm an author, yeah. but instantly everybody knows what that is. And so it opens yeah. doors you can't even imagine. So uh, yeah. write a book. Now you know how to market the book. Even if you got no, like, okay, yeah, Matt, you sold five, 600 copies through your own audience, but the other 4,500 were not through my audience, you know? So write a book, whether you, you think you've got it in you or not, you know, write the book, you can go get the affiliates. I just showed you how you just actually have to execute on it. 100%. Love it, Matt. Uh, thank you so much, uh, for being on here today. Congrats on your success. Can't wait to see where the book goes and where you land up on the list. And to everyone who's watching passion into profits book.com forward slash onic. We'll put the URL in the YouTube description if you're on YouTube, and we'll put it in the show notes at onicpodcast.com if you're listening to us on a audio platform. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave us a great review, help us get the Onyx Sing All show to the top of the rankings. Send Matt some love. Matt, thank you so much. Again, congrats on everything. And as I always say, everybody, when life pushes you, stand straight, smile, push it the heck back. See you on the next one. Bye.